Uh, so I tweeted about uh, Fove, which was horrible. And <laughs> I was, was like, I woke a... up in the middle of the night and I that couldn't was fall such back an asleep. Old man, like I saw it, it was horrible. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. Welcome to the only podcast that'll give you a recap after the Oscars. Yes. We're talking days. Days. We're, we're, ta- we're midweek. This is going to come out on Wednesday. I'm going to act like we were recording this like right after the Oscars. We're recording this Tuesday evening. Yes. This it's, is, it's, yeah. We are days removed from the Oscars. It is old news by now. Yeah. We, uh, and this episode is coming out later than we're talking about it. Although we did offer the people. We offered. Did you see my tweet? No. I said, uh, as the Oscars was going on, I was having a lot of fun. I was really living it up. I tweeted, uh, if Pete and I did an Instagram Live right after the Oscars, would you watch? And a bunch of people responded like, oh, yeah, definitely do that. And Cool, good to know. Right. (laughs) Thank you. I know. You never even asked me if I was interested in that. Didn't see the tweet. Honestly, it didn't get that far. (laughs) It didn't get that far. Just, uh, it got to the... It Would was, you uh, like this stage? Yes, it was. Um, it was like a, a, a what do they call? Just like a survey. Yeah, it was focus grouping. Yeah, focus. Yeah, grouping, yeah. I was just putting some feelers out there. Okay. Uh, For next honestly, year. it's it's okay that it didn't happen because I, w- I've got a thing. I got to stop watching. I got or I got to get off Twitter right when an award show ends because it's now two shows in a row. I was furious after the Grammys. My favorite album, one album of the year, I was so happy, and instead, I couldn't sleep at night because I was so enraged that so many people were like, oh, what? I don't know who Casey Musgraves is. She stinks. Ha, 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 ha. I was very angry. (laughs) And then after the Oscars, people were like, oh, Green Book, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you see the movie? Did you see the movie? See the movie? You're just trying to get internet points? For me, it's like uh, the the show moves so fast. And, and typically, the Oscars is a slow-moving show. I yeah. feel like things move pretty quickly this year. But they know they, the, these award shows end really fast. Oh, yeah. Within it's the like, last, like, three And Green Book, we're out. Bye. No, like the last three minutes, they're like, okay, here's best actor, best actress, and uh, best movie. See you later. And... What what happened? Uh, right, and and like by then I'm like uh, I'm in the mood to 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 argue. I'm in the mood to fight. Yeah. And so when the show ends, you're like, and what it's am just I so abruptly, with... you're like, uh, now what do I do? All right, let's fight. We should have done. Yeah, I mean, I I fought after for a little. I I wanted to wait maybe a little bit before we got into the green book reacts type of discussion because I don't want the only takeaway from the Oscars to be, or I don't want the primary one to be that I'm mad that people don't think for themselves, but I kind of am mad that people don't think for themselves. Like I, with any of these things, if you see that something's being made fun of or shamed or dragged, don't, I don't know. Like I'm not telling you what to do, but like it's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad human quality to, pile on something without knowing whether or not you're being nice or mean and uh it also it also kind of makes you incapable of having a conversation if you're more willing to make fun of something that you don't know than to actually learn about it and think hmm what am i doing here and i was really mad that people were making like kind of obvious lame jokes about green book not because people might have been offended by green book and 
I mean, people, a lot of people were offended by Green right. Book. Like, I trust a lot of, uh, like, Spike Lee didn't like the movie. He was also nominated against the movie, so right. I think that there was a little bias. part of that. <laughs> but, like, a lot of smart people, smarter people than me, certainly people with better perspective on race issues than a dumb, straight white guy have been offended by it. But also, like, Octavia Spencer put a lot into this movie you know so i don't know i'm just, just without having seen seen anything to say this movie sucks and this movie's problematic like people came to me the last couple of days saying like hey i actually went out and saw the movie i didn't think it was that great i thought some parts made me roll my eyes but it wasn't the worst thing in the world which it, was kind of my reaction yeah to same and and it was such a weird feeling because i feel like if any other year this happened, I would have been like, what the fuck, Green Book? Because yeah. Green Book was not my favorite movie of the year. Green but Book is as, it was as our a friend... good movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and here's why I could not gather up the energy to be upset that Green Book won, is because Bohemian Rhapsody won far too many awards on Sunday night. The bar and was, was low. And there yes. was a... There was a, I had a terrified feeling yeah. that it might win Best Picture. And so, like... We we've made we were the, making the Trump comparison. We were like we are watching the, the election right evils. now. We are watching the election. We are wa- <laughs> we are realizing. Wait a second, Trump is winning this some could states win. that I didn't yeah. think he was going to win. And What's so going on? and so when it, literally by the time I got to the best picture announcement, I was like anything but Bohemian Rhapsody. I wasn't the biggest fan of Roma. Wouldn't have been upset if that had won <laughs> yeah. because like <laughs> Roma is a technical achievement. Sure, whatever. Go for Roma it. Roma did you, some stuff really well. You're some right. Stuff yeah. Incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. And Green Book was an enjoyable movie that I liked. Yeah. So like I could not be that that upset. Like in uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably one of the like my lesser favorite best picture winners yeah. of the past like 10, 15, 20 years. Sure. But I just like. I was just so terrified that Bohemian Rhapsody might win that I felt okay that Green Book won. Our friend Brian, uh, and that's the best thing that that's the best thing that Bohemian Rhapsody has ever done for me. Yes, make me feel like relieved that it did not win Best Picture. Uh, Our friend Brian has called Green Book a TNT movie, which it's not wrong. You say somewhat affectionately, which is if it's on TNT in five years, you're going to be a little annoyed that uh, you don't have it on demand that you have to watch through commercials because you're going to watch it. Right. And every year there is, there's like one or two TNT movies that gets nominated for best picture. And if that wins, you're like, Hey, it's, it's a movie that I enjoy watching. So I'm fine with that. My reaction as soon as green book one was, I'm very surprised. I'm not mad, but I'm not mad. And because as you said, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it was... It was probably in the middle of the eight for me. Like, around there. I think it was in the... Uh, it was anywhere between, like, three to five for me. Yeah, it, it's... I, it definitely wasn't three, but I think it was yeah. in, like, the middle or, like, very... Uh, like, in in my eight, eight movies, like, there was three or four of them that were very closely Agreed. grouped together, and it was one of those. There so, was such a big drop-off for me. I mean, again, when we did the... Uh, the uh, Best Picture nominee specific episodes, I kind of had the realization, like, oh, Black Klansman was, like, my second favorite of the Oscar, of the Best Picture noms, which said to me, and I I didn't come away watching uh, Black Klansman. I thought it was great, but I didn't think, it's a surprise oh, man, this that, is, like, a front-runner yeah. type thing. So the the middle of the pack, it goes, it, it went for me, and I think for you, from the favorite, which was, 
tippity top elite to right to the middle of the pack. Yeah. So two wasn't necessarily that much better than four, five, or six. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I was just very relieved though to see that. Yeah, I, I would just win. yeah, like at the end of the day, I'm, when it won I, editing, we were we were crazy. like, all right, something is up. Yes, uh, and you know, it, it, at the end of the day, I have to feel okay that a that a good to to very good movie won best picture, even if it was not like the best in right. My mind. And I'm not because there was a bad movie in the category, and I'm not besmirching people who. Uh, I mean, again, we didn't come away from Green Book saying, like, this was a perfect movie. This was without flaw. I never rolled my eyes. I mean, the, the big thing that happened with my eyes when I saw Green Book was Mahershala made me cry. <laughs> At the end, when he shows up, it just made me cry. And I thought that maybe that's part of why I'm conflicted, because it's a part uh, people shitting on something without having seen it. And if you've ever known me, that that is something that for some reason has always like really really gone to my core. Right. Uh, side note, I do reserve the right with like superhero stuff to say <laughs> I haven't seen this, but here are my thoughts on it. But that's just that's just that's cool. Yeah, but just usually cool usually, usually when you give your thoughts on it, it's, it's not to con- cheek. and it's not to con- to contribute to groupthink. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of the criticism for Green Book and a lot of these other things comes from. Like it's people that haven't seen it but want to participate in the groupthink yeah. where everybody else is trashing it. So hey, I want to get Did on this too. Did you see the too. tweet that got a million retweets? No. And I was like looking at it, I was like how can I retweet this shitting on it without someone taking it the wrong way and thinking that like I'm It's problematic. Right. Yeah. Uh because when you disagree with something that's saying uh that's like being woke. Yeah. I'm. You're not necessarily disagreeing with the idea of being woke. You're no. making fun of how hard that person is trying. So right. someone tweeted, um, "Green Book uh, is friends with uh, some of Green Book's best friends are black movies." Oh yeah. I so I just quote yeah, tweeted yeah. with like, "This this sounds funny <laughs> yeah. and like it's a good quip." Like I saw it and I got a little chuckle and I was like. It just what apply it to something that, that make makes sense. more sense. Yeah. yeah, it's like it was like in um, what's it called when uh, in uh, Friends from College when Fred Savage's character says, uh, "I guess Orange is the new bridesmaids," and it gets huge <laughs>, laughs because it just sounds yeah. it sounds sounds witty, funny, yeah. and uh, Keegan Michael Key's character is the only one that's like that. Does he couldn't explain that right now? <laughs> that does not make sense. So the the group. Think uh, thing got me kind of mad, especially because it involved something uh, kind of near and dear to all of our hearts, which is uh, a like being socially aware and b how fucking badass Mahershala Ali is. Uh, loved his look; he was amazing. Very was... distraught to find out. Did you know that he was a basketball player? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was Herschel. Herschel. Uh, what was his last name? Herschel something. But yeah, he had a very different name. God, he's a, he's a Muslim. So oh, he changed okay. his name. I we, believe. Uh, someone told us at work the other day. They Herschel said, Gilmore. Herschel Gilmore. Yeah, which is a fucking awesome name. Herschel Gil. That that like, is an athlete. You, you can't not you can't beat Mahershala Ali in, t- in the name department. Yeah. But Herschel Gilmore is a pretty fucking awesome name to say. Herschel Gilmore. Let me think. That is uh, Herschel Gilmore is the player who Herschel Gilmore. Has a very very high floor, maybe not the highest ceiling, but if you if you draft Herschel Gilmore, 
He, he's going to play out his entire rookie contract. Yeah. That is, I feel like Her, uh, Herschel Gilmore is like a college stud. Yes, who sort of becomes like a very serviceable uh, player in the NFL, but or like any league. I, I, I just have Reggie Bush in my what mind. What sport did he play? Basketball. Was he played basketball? Yeah. I have Reggie Bush in my mind when I think of Herschel Gilmore, like a, a college standout mm. who had like a really good career, but yeah. like didn't. Well, some people will think he's a bust because he was so good in college. Oh, I'm used to that fight. Yeah. I'm used to the, the like, oh, you're calling this person a bust because you didn't know what the expectations were when he came right. in. He's being what he was supposed to be, and he's awesome at it. Uh, someone at work the other day uh, brought up uh, that he was a, an athlete, and they were like. Hey, let's talk about athletes that we thought could think could make good actors because Mahershala Ali apparently was a college basketball player, and I said, "Oh man, that's that makes me feel a lot better about him because he's not very handsome and not so good at acting." <laughs> and one of my coworkers you, was you like, "Gotta have a win somewhere, right?" Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm, "Thank God." And one of my coworkers <laughs> was like, "You don't think he's that good an actor?" That's where he went I was first. Like, you would think Excuse that I could me. possibly think either of those things about Mahershala Ali? I'd be offended that he went to actor first. As good as an actor as he is, like, if you said Mahershala Ali is not handsome, what the fuck is wrong with you? We should do you? a documentary finding people who disagree with <laughs> just, like, the most basic uh, thoughts. Like, fi- like, let's find a place in the world where you show somebody a picture of Mahershala Ali, and they're like, eh, seven. <laughs> You know what we should do is uh, when they're when there are those like hey quote tweet this with somebody with your your biggest hot take yeah and you'd be like oh Mahershala Ali is pretty handsome <laughs> yeah <laughs> like see what the response is that to happened that. yesterday somebody after the Bruins made a trade for uh, oh I saw that for, they hear me out but here are the lines. yeah like, hear me out here are the lines I would do and I looked at them and I was like you know the best lines <laughs> those are obviously what the lines would be uh, call me old fashioned yeah. <laughs> I think one thing that I, one thing that I wrote down during the show, and one thing that we need to talk about, is Mahershala Ali entering Octavia Spencer category because I think he's already there. Ooh. Two best supporting actor mm. wins in three years. Well, Octavia also backdoored her way into another one, producing. Yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, the thing is, uh, the I think the only car- counter argument to the Mahershala Ali one is that. He was basically the lead in Green Book. Yes, right. It was yeah. like it's not like he's only taking supporting roles. Yeah, because it, he just took a leading role and it was happened to be in the category. If Green Book had started with Mahershala talking to his assistant saying, "Hey, let's find me a driver," and you saw him before you saw Vigo, that like Vigo won the coin toss because they showed him before they right. showed Mahershala because there had to be this buildup of the reveal for Vigo's racist-ass character of, hey, so what's this doctor that I'm going to drive around look like? If they if they didn't do that type of reveal, we would have seen Mahershala first. He would have won the coin toss for who's the lead actor. Well, they if they had spoken to Doc Shirley's family, uh, maybe they would have shown him first. But uh, they had what's his name? But they did. Did you Valalonga's family behind it? So was, they showed him first. It was either I think it was Valalonga, the kid. Yeah. After that said, show, uh, I had it? no idea that he had any family. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. Like not, dude. <laughs> not the damage control that you want, right? For the controversy uh, surrounding again, so, that movie. So make no mistake when uh, we're ta- when you like there if, are issues surrounding this movie. If you want yeah, to talk about like 
the in liberties a vacuum. that they took with uh, again though they, they did they, they did a inspired by a true story instead of based on a true story and I got over that hang up years ago where I would see it would say inspired by a true story I'd say no this was true they took all these crazy liberties and they would say oh no no, no. if you do based on you kind of have to make it real if you do inspired by do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> loose that's loose interpretation right I think so. they didn't even do inspired by a true story they did like inspired by friendship yeah inspired by a true friendship inspired by he played piano he had a car. <laughs> Let's make a movie. Uh, but yeah, you want to talk about the Val Longa kid being an idiot, fairly flashing people. He yeah. wasn't supposed to flash. Oh, God. Not we'll talking do to, that. Not talking to Doc Shirley's family. Yeah, like, we'll do that all day. Issues. You want to you wanna have a guys are dumb podcast? Let's shit on them? Please. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're OGs in this regard. But as far as the in movie In a vacuum, goes, the movie was, was a good movie. I agree. And that's... Where the that's where I would get annoyed with people saying, "Oh, the movie did this," and I'm like, "Ah, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't see it." Uh, other takeaways: Rami Malek obviously won Best Actor, and, just, and <sighs> no, great speech. Yeah, where he didn't thank Freddie Mercury. He didn't. No. Well, he I like loosely alluded to Freddie Mercury. Uh, didn't mention him by name. Uh, just fucking. What if he uh, came out and did Freddie stuff with his own voice? That would have been funny. If he got out and he was like all excited, he was like. Hey oh, <laughs> hey oh, everybody! What, what does Remy Malik sound like? I forget. He he's like a he's, he's like a like very, a very careful proper, talker. Yeah, 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 he's uh, John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah, he's but, got Malkovich but, inflection, but more insufferable. More insufferable. <laughs> yeah, see, this sucks. Now I don't like Remy Malik. <laughs> what the fuck did you guys do? I d- I didn't like Remy Malik. Um, I decided that I didn't like Remy Malik after I heard him on Fresh Air. Oh really? Yeah, Bit because of a... he's just fucking. He just sounds so pretentious. Oh, he is he like yeah. an actor? Yeah. But like not a cool like, actor. Like, yeah, not uh, like Richard E. Grant. Not Richard E. Grant is the coolest <laughs> actor wasted in the world. at the show. By the way, yeah, he should have been. <laughs> yeah, good for him. He should have been. He's a method actor, and he never stopped. <laughs> yeah. He never stopped playing. He was his. It was his last ditch campaign yeah. for best supporting actor. I'll tell you what. It's a good thing I'm not an actor because I could see myself doing that, playing a character that I don't know whether it's the makeup or the clothes they have me wear. I like maybe catching myself in the mirror, being like. I like this character's style. <laughs> this is me now. I'm just right. I'm just going to be this. You know who did that? You know who did that huge time? Ah, you didn't see it because you're a good enough guy. You didn't watch Entourage, but Jeremy yeah. Piven just decided he was Ari Gold. Really? I'm like, dude, you probably make well, like, you don't make the money that Ari Gold was making. From what we know, Jeremy Piven was a bad guy before Entourage. Really? So, yeah. Really? Uh, uh, Jeremy Piven I thought got... you were going to shut on Ram Malik. Yeah. I'm like, I'll go back no, to that. J- Jeremy Piven got canceled. Oh, he did? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're doing this. I just uh, saw Feidelberg posted it on Instagram. Apparently, KFC Radio cancels something every episode. Yeah, but it's like... Very pissed that we didn't think of that first. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very pissed we didn't think of that first. Not to mock... Actually, I think it started not to when, mock canceling when, people who should be canceled, but certainly to mock cancellation culture. Yeah, but that's what they're doing because uh, because John Wayne got canceled 40 years after he died on like a very... Uh, like it was the Playboy interview uh, and like somebody quote-unquote dug it up like that playboy interview has been out there for years yeah, people dude, were like look how shitty this guy is. nexus dude that shit's there so uh other takeaways you know what that's similar though to my thing a while ago where if you're gonna shit on uh every guy age whatever and back someone's got stories about your dad yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, your dad's John Wayne, and he's a huge racist. Um, <laughs> uh, shallow, 
was performed at the show. Everybody went nuts. I know you wanted to talk about that. Boy, did I. Yes. Uh, Banner night uh, for people not thinking for themselves. And we've discussed a bit of that with the Green Book stuff. But the best tweet of the night, I'll talk about the best social thing of the night uh, in a second. That came on Instagram. Remind me to do it because... Sometimes you forget to get around to topics. Also, to quickly explain the John Police thing from last episode, uh, I brought up John Police because when we get new listeners who really dig our stuff and are kind of always uh, engaging with us, they might not know. They, I'm guessing they haven't listened to every episode. So You'd be it's surprised. Always... A lot of people have gone back and done, really? the, uh, and done the whole thing. Yeah. And we haven't been canceled? Nope. Hey, pretty good for <laughs> what us. What did we get canceled for? Yeah, we came on the scene being like, hey... Uh, Guys are we hot. Don't listen we listen to podcasts, <laughs> uh, but we've had enough of not talking about how handsome guys yes. are. Also, another thing about guys, they all suck. Let's yes. have a podcast. Hit it, boys. Um, <laughs> Up on the rooftop. Bop, bop, yeah. Bop, bop. I'm going to make a video explaining that. Today's episode of Brunch is brought to you by The Athletic. The Athletic is a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. The model is simple. No ads no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. Instead, readers get in-depth coverage written by journalists who know their teams and leagues inside and out. Today, Brunch listeners can get 40% off using promo code BRUNCH. That makes a subscription only $2.99 a month, which is an unreal deal for all the content that you get from The Athletic. So, uh, again, if you want to subscribe, use promo code BRUNCH to be a part of the future of sports journalism, Two ninety nine a month for that subscription. You really, really, really can't beat it. So go, download, whatever, subscribe. Two ninety nine a month using promo code brunch. Do it. The best tweet of the night was Randy tweeted. Oh my god! Did you see that that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga were looking at each other when they were performing? Oh my god! They have eyes. Thank you, Randy, because it was insufferable. <laughs> let me. Let it me, was a lot. Let me tell you something. I uh, I I was guilty of that. You got and the benefit I, and of the I, doubt. And I cashed in on the retweets. Right. You know what? Hey, let's make no lie about it. You know. Oh yeah, it was a shameless social play, and I did it. And did no, you do not like ashamed. a ten times Lady Gaga and <laughs> yes, Bradley Cooper yes. were looking at each other? Also, uh, shouts out to uh, ourselves for our Oscars preview video. Which was eight times Octavia Spencer good. Uh, introduced Father John Misty during an Oscars scene. That one just that one that I l- one I rolled liked, off the tongue. I liked that uh, you asked me uh, when you sent me the video. You said, "Hey, is the Spanish part problematic?" And it was just dubbing over. But it was just a Spanish dub. Yeah. How is that problematic? I guess my problematic fears were up. No, because I had the conversation uh, with somebody recently at some point. Someone is going to uh, accuse someone, recreationally speaking another language, of uh, like appropriation or something like that. Interesting. I was like, wow. That's going to happen at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And like, no- if someone's like drunk and they're speaking Spanish instead of like whatever everyone else is speaking there, like if, if like, yeah. a, like a kid, if like a tenth grader who takes like a level one Spanish or whatever. Is like, hey, nosotros amigos, blah blah. Someone's like, gonna be cultural like, cultural appropriation. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, but I thought that, uh, the video was great. Um, I think it did somewhat well on social. I expected it to do better, to be honest. Oh, with really? You, because it was a. I laughed out loud. 
Uh, but it's so very niche. But we yeah, we redefine though uh, what's and maybe it's one of us more than the other. You might be able to guess uh, what what necessarily means doing well on that's true. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we caught up with uh, our dear beautiful boys in Houndmouth last week. They were in town, and uh, I was saying to Shane, Shane is my favorite Twitter account in the world because he's like a it's like kind of uh he's like my twitter brother we don't tweet exactly the same but but you're cut from the same cloth right exactly we are cut from the same twitter cloth which is tweets for ourselves (laughs) that maybe eight to ten people will get and they won't be able to do anything the rest of the week because they like the tweet so much (laughs) not for the masses at all for ourselves and maybe a couple of other people uh, also did not know that Matt from Houndmouth is on Twitter. Give him a follow. He followed me this week. He did. Yeah, nice. Pretty excited. Uh, about it. Give him a follow at uh, I think it's Malt Myers, yeah. but his name is Chill Lord. <laughs> I love and I it. regret very, I regret very much not knowing when we interviewed them and talked about Shane's Twitter that he was on Twitter. Because uh, couple... you, you pumped up his Twitter so much. And right. Like... And Matt has like responded to my tweets before. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this guy really likes see... Houndmouth. No, not necessarily Houndmouth tweets, but uh, I forget what it was. Oh, I, it was one of my not popular tweets. I tweeted uh, my kingdom for some fruit punch. <laughs> and I think Matt liked it or something. And then I responded to it and said, damn, this, this blew, blew up. up. Yeah. yeah. And then Matt responded to that. And I was like. Who is this Matt? We got a police on our hands? And I clicked on it, and I was like, oh shit, that's Matt Myers. And his Twitter is hilarious as well, but no one is better on Twitter than Shane Cody from Howlmouth. Uh, most of his tweets are about how Brad Cooper, Bradley <laughs> Cooper is limitless. Yeah. Like, uh, Bradley Cooper is limitless is like his smocking tweet. Yeah. So uh, He's like, oh man, what can't Bradley Cooper do? He has no limits. Hashtag limitless. <laughs> and if you scroll through his Twitter, a lot of it is like, Bradley Cooper is limitless, y'all. Hashtag limitless. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. R- what's it? Oh, you know what? I think I've seen Pretty it too. Pretty decent movie. Yeah, it was fine. He, yeah. t- he takes a pill and then he yeah. becomes limitless. And then they run out of the pill and he's like dying because uh, he can't get the pill. And then he needs to get the pill. And like the Russian mob has the pill. Uh, uh, it's pretty So, wild. yeah, no, the, the stuff though about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper looking at each other was a little much. Okay. Like, they're actors. They were performing. They were looking at each other. It was fine, though. Great fucking performance, Nice though. performance, yeah. Bra- uh, Brad Bradley was a little shaky a little rough, to start yeah. off, but <laughs> I liked that, though. That was earnest. Yeah, he agreed. He didn't pull an Adele and restart the song. And That's also- right, folks. Bradley Cooper and Adele <laughs> on the same level. I also... Um, it's, it's somewhat endearing that he, like... He just can't get the voice back. He's yeah. trying so hard to get the voice back. And yeah. He, and then he just ends up sounding like a Pearl Jam cover band. Uh, speaking of music, I think it's time that we acknowledge, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ludwig Goranson is having a moment. He sure is. He's having a moment. Yeah. He keeps going up. He keeps accepting awards. Uh, never Donald ready Glover, for it. Don- <laughs> Donald Glover wasn't there to accept his award for This Is America. Shouts out to the uh, Lights Camera Podcast boys for being idiots. They're usually not idiots. Uh, but they tweeted something. Uh, it was a picture of Ludwig Göransson. It was like this man has had a hand oh, in yeah. like uh, some of Childish Gambino's music and the Black Panther music. And I quote tweeted with like he wrote and by saying it. he yeah. wrote and produced. Like he made it. Yeah. Let's not say, like he was there in the room when like, it this happened. This is not an executive producer credit, right? Uh, yeah, yes, these are his songs. Yeah. 
he's awesome. Love him. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing about him is that he keeps winning awards and he's never prepared for yeah. them. He's just like, oh my god, I can't uh, believe I won this. If like, really, man, people had the word shucks, he would say shucks a lot. I don't think he says shucks, though. Uh, also really not prepared was Olivia Coleman, but was oh. the, is becoming the most endearing person in the world. Yes. America's oh, sweetheart. Yeah. And Olivia th- Coleman and is the god. new gritty, where everyone has <laughs> just jumped on. We love this thing. If you don't love this person... You're the worst. My Twitter thing before it became a bunch of people who didn't see uh, Green Book guessing which jokes would be funny about Green Book was all <laughs> Olivia Coleman is the greatest. Yeah. I love Olivia Coleman, and it made me so happy. And thank fucking God, too, for her own benefit, because people would have murdered her uh, had she not been the best, because everybody was rooting for Glenn Clo- Glenn Oh, Glenn true. Close. If she came up and was like, oh, whatever, it's all chill, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, fuck that lady. Smoke weed she, every day. It would be like two camps. It would be, wow, Glenn Close should have got this, or uh, Lady Gaga should have got this. I'd like to thank Olivia Coleman uh, for the first time ever. I want to bet because oh, I bet yeah. on Olivia Coleman to win Best Actress. Same. I won three hundred dollars at the Oscars. So did you bet a lot of money? Yeah, I bet like I bet one seventy five. Okay. Um, and so, like, I guess I didn't really win three hundred. Yeah. I guess I won like one hundred and thirty or whatever. But hey, I'm plus one thirty. I I'll bet take sixty dollars total and uh, one. Forty-two dollars. I didn't know that when you win a bet, you get your money. Back. Also, get your money yeah. back. Didn't know that. I yeah. bet sixty dollars. One one bet that was going to win me thirty-two dollars. And I went to check my account. It said uh, forty-two fifty. And I was all ready to call them and say bet? they made a mistake. Was it a fifty-cent bet? No. You said forty-two dollars, and you wanted forty-two fifty. Forty-two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. 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 So what? So what was on top of that? I bet. Ten dollars to win thirty two. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, you get your money back. And uh I won Pretty with cool. I won with Olivia Coleman. I wish that I won with Melissa McCarthy because I would have won two thousand dollars. That was a bet that that was one that I thought about putting down like how much did you bet on I think either twenty or thirty to win three to win two thousand. So I love the ambition. You understand yeah, that, that was a huge sucker's bet. Yeah, for yeah. sure, but it was worth the risk. Yes, but no, no, but I'm saying it was a sucker's bet in that there actually was 0.0 chance. Like, I, w- I thought about putting, like, 5 or $10 on it for the same reason, yeah. but... But the Oscars are so unpredictable that, like, you never really know. Yeah. So I just, I did it uh, just for the hopes, and, and I ended up, like, was able to cancel it out anyway. I so. bet on uh, Lady Gaga risk. as my you-never-know okay. bet, because she had crazy odds, and uh, what else did I... I, oh, I bet on Bradley Cooper as a super dark horse. I only really bet on dark horses, and uh, Olivia Coleman was the one that I was actually pretty sure was going to happen. Uh, everyone's so mad, by the way, about Glenn Close, or so sad for her. So she's been nominated, what, seven? Seven times. Seven times seven. for Best Actress? Most times of anybody that's been nominated and hasn't won. So she, so, but, so she's been nominated seven times for Best Actress. That makes her... One of the best actresses ever. Yeah, yeah. that makes her it's like, it's, incredible. It's like the. Uh, it's sort of like the the Tom Brady getting to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl versus thing. winning a yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, if you're going to the Super Bowl every year, it means that you're so insane. Listen, it's, it's better to lose in the Super Bowl than it is to win the uh, or to lose in the the conference championship. Right. I mean, is who's going to go down as a better actress? And this is by no means uh, to besmirch uh, this actress whom we both love. Who's right. going to go down as a better actress? Emma Stone or Glenn Close? 
Well, someone's career is not done yet. Right, man. that's true. She's <laughs> yeah. just getting started. Pick another old person. Just get <laughs> no, no. But I'm saying someone who has won one oh, okay. versus somebody who has been nominated for it a million times. Like Regina King was an example of the one was so overdue because she's been an awesome actress forever, but she wasn't getting nominated. So this one right. was. I was, She looked gorgeous, by the way. Oh yeah. She looked. Also, uh, shouts out to. Uh, well, I lost track of the who. Who do people get mad at because he helped her get up the stairs, and then th- they said that uh, it was so great that he helped her up the stairs, and then people got mad, calling it great. I have something. No idea. He's a superhero. He plays a superhero. A Chris something. Chris Evans. Is it Chris Hems- Emsworth? Ems- Hens? Hens? Hensworth? Yeah. A lot of hens? Yeah. He's, got, he's worth a lot of hens. One uh, of the Chris's helped her up the stairs Evans. because she had a very long dress. Okay. And uh, then people were like, it's not that big a deal that you that helped her up. And it was like, no one said it was a big deal. You're just <laughs> being a, cool a nice move. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the best, the best Twitter moment was Randy mocking the Gaga and Cooper reaction. The best Instagram moment, if I could save... This, if I could save somebody else's Instagram thing, and maybe you can, I just don't know how to use anything. Uh, Lena Waith was posting herself just watching the Oscars, and it was great because watching, like, Lena Waith is like the quest love of, uh, of film and television, in that, in addition to being elite at making it, they just know everything about it. So you, you're it's insane how so much Lena knows, like about that, TV and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like you are the one of the busiest people in the world. Right. How the fuck do you have time to just like take in all this other stuff? Right, and have good takes on all of it. So as much as you love Bohemian Rhapsody, as much as you love the the art that they make, you just uh, appreciate, appreciate their, their perspective so much. So like I, if there were a magazine for which Lena Waith wrote a weekly or monthly. Uh, like arts column, I would for sure read it because I cannot get enough of what she thinks about even when we've had her on to talk music. She just knows everything. So I love her perspective. Um, watch, she was just posting uh, herself watching the Oscars and reacting to it and everything. And it was, of course, amazing. But the best part was when Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson were presenting uh, they showed them, and Lena just Lena said, uh, "She said, yay, the booze!" And the way <laughs> that she said the booze for some, it was just the most uh, amazing thing in the world. And maybe you had to see it, but I responded to it, and I was like, "God, you're a fucking legend." <laughs> Guess you had to be there. Uh, my, it was great. My if best... anybody saw Watcher's story, they they know what I'm talking. My about. best awesome. social moment was. Uh, Jason Momoa, I believe is how you say his last yeah. name, just acting like a child at a fucking candy store. What's that guy's story again? He was in Game of Thrones, and he's the new Aquaman. Oh, so. Yeah. So a lot of not shit. up your alley, <laughs> but he's very shit. handsome, uh, and he was just backstage having the time of his life. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the short films. Did you watch the short films? No, I didn't end up getting around to that. I watched the short films. You didn't films. really sell it for me. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Somebody did. Somebody. So I tweeted about uh, Fove, which was horrible. And <laughs> I was, was like, I woke a... up in the middle of the night and I that couldn't was fall such back an asleep. Old man. Like, I saw it. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that reminds me. Uh, uh, we went to Atlanta Breakfast Club. Uh, awesome place, right? Yeah. So uh, my coworker who told me about it took his family there, 
and he said it's the best, but it's got a really long line. And I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll wait. He said that one of his children was basically like an old man. <laughs> uh, he was like, this is so unreasonable. Why? Do- what are they going to give me that's going to be worth? And it was just, it's the most There's, adorable I thing. I think that is, uh, I hate children, but I think that that's my favorite kind of children. Children uh, and old people do act very, very similar. <laughs> They're just big fucking babies. Right. And they're so well, like annoying. like the John Mulaney thing. He said that uh, when he was a kid at recess, he was like an old, like, yeah. uh, like no, no longer sexually active gay man. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, somebody – so I tweeted about how horrible Fove was and how I couldn't sleep. It ruined my life. And someone responded to me and was like, oh, my God, so terrible. Like, I wish that like, – it's. Th- I at least had warning going in. Oh, my God, so terrible. Someone responded – uh, how can I watch this? <laughs> there is like a, a, what is it called? A morbid curiosity for a lot of things like that. Oh, man. I wanted to know what you were talking about, but I, I was going in with the, the like, in my head, I know this is going to be terrible. Do you want me to tell you what it was? Yeah. All right. First, I'll tell you about Madre, because I watched that and full okay. back to back. And Way too many uh, mom movies coming so, out now. So there's Mother, there's yeah. Ma with Octavia Spencer, Ma. there's Madre. Tell you what, Ma's going to be a lot better than Madre. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, Madre was actually amazing. Madre, uh, I stopped watching them, so I didn't see the one that won because after I watched those two. Too much for me. DJ out, man. <laughs> um, Madre was. Uh, Oh, it's in Spanish. A woman is with her mother in her apartment. They're getting ready to get out, to go out, and she gets a call, and it's from her 8- to 10-year-old son, and he's with his father. They're divorced, and he says, hey, uh, I'm at the beach. Uh, Dad went away for uh, – he, he said that he went to the car, but I can't find him, and uh, there's no people around. And she's like, well – uh, which beat? What's it's in Spanish. There's a child who yeah. want who's by himself at the beach, yeah. and the parents are separated. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Roma. Yes, right. A lot of beach. Yeah, <laughs> yes. lot, yeah. Huge year for uh, Spanish beach films. You sure you didn't watch Roma and, again? Uh, yeah. No, the, I'll tell you. That's the, what happens on the beach in Roma. Cakewalk compared to this. Really? Yeah. She. Uh, so she's like, well, uh, are there other people at the beach? And he says no. And she says, uh, well. Are you in France? You guys, I know that you guys were going to go to France. Are you in France? And he says, I don't know. She's like, well, are there any signs? To, maybe the kid can't read. Um, basically, he has no way of describing to her where he is. And she calls the cops, and they're a very little help. And as she's on the phone with her son, she can hear that the battery's low. And uh, as the battery's getting low, he says, uh, oh, wait, I see somebody. There's a man. And she says, is, is he with anybody? No. What's he doing? He's having a piss. That's what the subtitle says. He's having a piss. And she says, uh, well, what's he doing now? He's walking towards me. She says, okay, uh, start running. She says, why? She's like, just run. Just, just please run. Run and hide. So the kid runs into the woods. Uh, he hides. And you can still hear the batteries getting low. Batteries getting low. And I have anxiety. Already. He says, "I was drinking coffee as I was watching this after coming from spin class. I had the my heart was yeah. just exploding." And he says, "Oh, he found me. He's here now." And she says, "What's what's he doing? What's he saying?" And then the phone 
is the phones hung up on, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Yes. What the fuck? It is the most. It is the most anxiety-inducing thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Okay. And it's. I think it was mostly done in one scene. I mean, again, it yeah. it was Oscar worthy. It was crazy, incredible. But uh, between Roma, that thing. And, oh, again, and... Roma was not actually no. Roma had some some big ones. I don't yeah. want to. No, Roma. To that credit. Roma. That one and uh, us. Bad movie. Bad year for uh, kids at the beach. Yes. Uh, so, well, jury's out on the on us. Who knows? Maybe that has a happy ending. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but there's. I mean, it looks like bad stuff happens at the beach, right? From the trailers, the beach very overrated. Yes, yeah, for sure. Things. We've been just get a pool. Uh, um, no, so I finished watching Madre. Do you want to do a, an ad read? Yeah, let's do an ad read real quick. Um, have you ever had someone come up to you and say, "You smell amazing"? What cologne are you wearing? Yes, I wear Bayram. Ooh, there you go. Well, whatever scent you may be wearing, you have good taste and you know what you like. Cologne, huh? But at the same time, your great taste is expensive and you end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles. Or if you've been wearing the same cologne that you were gifted years ago because going out to buy one is a hassle. With Scentbird, though, it's a new way to have great taste without breaking the bank. Whether it's Versace, Gucci, or Dolce & Gabbana, Scentbird.com keeps you smelling good month after month. Uh, they actually sent us some cologne. Did they send you a col- some uh, colognes? I, I sent you the email. I forwarded you the email. You could have chosen anyone that you wanted. Ooh. They uh, sent me a handful of them. Been I using them. I don't do emails. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't do a lot of communication Yeah, things. I, yeah. But I've been, uh, it's been a weird experience because I, I usually use the same cologne over and over and over and over again for like years and years. So I've been using these new colognes and I feel like a stranger to myself. Hmm. Like I'll just like lift an arm or something and I'll get a whiff and I'll be like, who's here with me? And it's, yeah. end of, it's just me. We're in a different cologne. Uh, Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service, so uh, you can mix up your cologne or your perfume perfume routine, and it's a way for you to discover new colognes uh, without having to buy an entire bottle. You can you can experiment and find out which ones you like. Scentbird has more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from each month, so you can try the brands that you want. It's the real deal. They got some crazy uh, some crazy prestige brands like Gucci, Tom Ford, Kenneth Cole. Burberry, Prada, and more. Choose the cologne that you want. They'll send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays. So uh, maybe it'll last you less. Good luck getting maybe through that. Yeah, maybe it'll last you less. Maybe it'll last you more, depending on how how much you like to spray. So, and fellas, more is more. <laughs> that is true. If you if you think that it smells good on you, why stop at one spray? Keep going. Let them smell the hell out of it. And uh, if you want to smell great, we've got an exclusive offer for you. And uh, you can get 50% off your first month. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Boom. What a deal. Go to scentbird.com slash brunch and use code brunch for 50% off the first month. Again, that's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T for you dummies who can't spell, bird.com slash brunch, which is B-R-U-N-C-H. For you to try your first cologne or perfume for seven dollars and fifty cents. Sign on, smell amazing. That's and their, their actual real tag. You can get the official uh, brunch smell. Cologne. The brunch smell by just see if they have anything that's that's basically bay rum. And if there's something like that, then you can use Semper to smell like brunch. similar. Smell like your the, favorite podcast. Yeah, smell like your favorite podcast and get a bay rum type of thing. Um, so I get through Madre and I'm like, thank. God, got through that. I survived. Now, 
Let's get this next <laughs> one <laughs> let's, in here. Let's, let's get an easy watch. Yes, exactly. Nice, nice, cool little... Cleanse the palate. Yes. Uh, and then Fove came on. Fove is two kids. It's a French-Canadian uh, thing. Already it's not a fan. two kids playing around. They're in, like, an abandoned train. They're uh, just running around in, like, the woods and uh, nature, and they're screwing around. They're throwing rocks at each other. Just classic... Like two horsing little shitheads horsing around, and it, I was getting like PTSD remembering how much being a young boy sucked because but that's what they would do. They would throw ro- like I, you would just walk up to me and throw a rock at me, and then I would say, "What like, are you doing? You've thrown a rock at me," and then you would call me a pussy. That's what that's what childhood. <laughs> so, and that's why. I am so on board with these Gillette ads that are trying to correct the dumb things because really. Men are dumb for sure, but boy, does it start by being the dumbest possible people as children. So they're running around, they're pushing each other, they're being little, uh, they're being little tough guys, little shitheads, little shitheads, exactly. And uh, they see a, uh, they they end up in some sort of construction area. This big, they're out in the middle of nowhere, but there's like a bunch of like. Uh, I don't know what it's called when there's like big like hills of stuff that looks like there's construction, right? There'll be you'll see some gravel, you'll see yeah, you know those yeah, types yeah. of things. So they're running around like there. landfill kind of things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. whatever. Uh, yeah, it's not important. <laughs> uh, let's 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 sit on this for a little yeah. while. So uh, they see a uh, like a construction vehicle coming, oh, and they yeah. run away from it, and they're like, "Oh, because we're not supposed to be here, It'd be in trouble." So they run into this like big gray area. That uh, it's kind of surrounded by nothing. They they climb down to the bottom of it, and uh, it's this big gray area. Bet it's a dumping ground. And one of the kids is uh, he steps in a thing, and uh, he has a hard time getting his foot out of it. And Cement. he's like, "What is this? What is?" And his friends like, "Oh, come on, you're faking." And he's like, "No, no, no, I really can't get my foot out of it." So, and that is a that's classic young man stuff where you're like. Yo, like the game is over. Like I'm actually yeah, in danger yeah. here. Can you help me? And you don't know if they're going to trick you or whatever. So the kid helps him out and then the kid pushes the kid who got helped out uh pushes that kid into like the middle of it, not on the edge of it. And the kid's like, "Wait a second, I can't get out. Like you were just on the edge of it. I'm I I can't get out." And the kid who was just in the cement yeah. doesn't is acting like, ah, oh, no, you'll be fine. I got out. Whatever. You'll be fine. And the kid's sinking into it. So as the kid is now, like, he's, like, up to his nipples probably in, or breasts, whatever, in the cement, <laughs> important detail. Uh, Child breasts. The kid's like, the other kid's like, oh, shit, I got to go get help. So he runs out and he eventually gets to the top and gets to the construction thing. And at this point, I'm like, dude, if you didn't, if if that kid didn't get out by now, like nothing that you're going to do is going to help. No one's in the vehicle. Oh, no. So the kid runs back down. Dead. Presumably. Presumably dead. There is nothing. The kid sunk into cement and fucking died. Yeah, so that that thing's bullshit because as a as a young man, I've been there as a former young man. Yeah. Uh there is nothing more scary than the thought of quicksand. Oh, right, that's, that's what I was like thinking. one of the biggest childhood yeah. fears. Yeah. If you ever Just encountered cement, which is basically quicksand, yeah. you would be so shook that you would you would never push your buddy into that shit after being in there yourself. No, but no, but it was I mean, I guess you'd have to see it, but it it was just 
it wasn't malicious. It was in. The, it was under the guise was of like, like oh, like I fell in it and I got out. Your now turn. I'm gonna throw you yeah. in it. And but he just threw him too far into it. He threw him into the into the middle of the it, depths. thinking, I don't know, just just being dumb. And this is under the thing of very uh, toxically masculine thing. We never learned if that how to use that. But no. I think this is right. The whole boys will be boys yeah. thing. It was classic boys will be boys behavior. Just and I didn't even your friend with cement. I it was so upsetting that I didn't even have time to think about how much I hate how guys are. That's yeah. how upsetting it was. You just watch a fucking kid die. It was the worst. And apparently that's what short films are. They try to they try <laughs> really? to get as much well, Yeah, they try to shake you. Yeah, so I, I I get that. Like it's supposed to pack a punch. Yes. So uh But they pack clearly a punch did. like the animated ones. Pack a punch like the animal behavior one. That one was funny. Uh one small step. I love that one. That was adorable. It packed a punch by punching me right in the uh, in the good feels. Yeah, there yeah. You go. So uh, any any. I'm last... not watching those. I'm not watching short films again. <laughs> You're not doing it next year. No. Uh, any final Oscars takeaways? Uh, Ludwig Göransson is having a moment. <laughs> he sure is, that? Man. In all seriousness, he I think is one away from an EGOT. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Right? Uh, what's the one? Once someone has a Grammy and an Oscar, you're like, they probably have one of the other and ones. If you're a music person, you can get a Tony. That feels kind of easy to get. I think Tony's the last one that he has, that, that he, he needs, needs to, have. to get. Unless, wait, no. Was... Well, Emmy is a super easy one to get. You can get that. Anybody can get an Emmy in their sleep. But he has an Emmy. So what Emmy? So it's got to be a Tony. It's got to be a Tony. Uh, well, I think what's his face? Mark Ronson is a uh, Tony away. So let me see what. Ludwig Göransson needs. Maybe we can uh, do a. Uh, maybe we can get him one. Yeah. Okay. We'll brunch the musical. Yeah. Ludwig Göransson. E. Got. All right. Um. While you look that up, I want to discuss crashing. Yes. Because we have not checked in with crashing in a couple of weeks, and. This, oh man, cool let, development. Me t- let me tell you, this last uh, this last episode was really something. I think that was the best episode of the season. I was texting you at two in the morning on yeah. Sunday saying like, Did what you do you mean it? you haven't watched yeah. this yet? Watch it now. Um, I had to watch the True Detective finale first, so I watched that first. But um, yeah, man, and I want to pat, pat ourselves on the back here yeah. because we were on the uh, This Girl Sucks train early. No, and, we were on the jury's, we were on the jury's out but, train. But we were like, we were on the scent. There were harmful we qualities. We were on the scent. There, there were, so, yes, definitely. There were. And not a lot of people, it feels like not a lot of people were identifying the fact that this girl might suck. Right, because th- this was being positioned, it was easy to mistake this as Pete has fallen in love, but in reality it was... Pete's experiencing a new thing. He's got yeah. this like hot, crazy phase. sex girlfriend yeah. that uh, I don't think he's usually having those. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was in the honeymoon phase, but there were definitely red flags where, and like the biggest one that stood out to me in the earlier episodes was when he brought her to the comedy club, and obviously they went through that whole oh, yes, like sitting yes. in the front row, and then she was getting super defensive with like the group of comedians. She, she was didn't like, no, trust him to make his funny. own decisions. She was yeah. right. We, we said that she was ordering for him. Yes, she was ordering for him, and um, and that. That came up again. Tip of the iceberg. That came up again. That, but that actually did come up again this week. Like she, one of her defining characteristics is that she is super, super defensive for Pete, where he de- where he does not need her to speak for him. I don't think it was necessarily that. I think that, that she that that was part of the thing. Definitely I just part think of it. There was there was, was so many all over the place. So yeah. she is going. She was going to explode with anything. I don't necessarily think that Allie hit a nerve by making a joke that could necessarily be construed as a, she was honestly showing signs of uh, what well, uh, I don't know what mental illness it is, so I won't say it. But like. Uh, 
but you get so irrationally paranoid about things. Super paranoid. So, and super uh, so, like, insecure. So someone make a joke about a penis and you're like, this joke has to be about the penis that affects me, you know? Right. And, and, and I sort of get it in the sense of like, okay, she's not a part of the com- comedy community and obviously like comedians poke fun at each other. They have roast battles for God's sakes where like yeah. they say very intimate personal shit, yeah. but it's for the sake of comedy. So even if Allie was making a joke about Pete's dick, like that's fair game. It's right. like a part of her life and it becomes part of her, uh, and like, she's leaving it vague enough. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's not like I dated Pete Holmes and his dick is so small, but like, yeah. So she kept it vague enough. And that joke that's, wouldn't that's have landed because no one knew who Pete Holmes was. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, she was a, a nightmare. In... She did death voice, man. Yes. She, oh, she yeah. She did death voice. She did that was, the, that was when she I did texted the happy you. death day death that voice. That was when I texted you. Death uh, voice. She was horrible. Offensive. That was it a was, real, like, that was wow. what, <laughs> It was one of those vintage, uh, was that drunk behavior so bad that it's irredeemable? Like, could yes, a relationship for sure. move on after that? No, I would have a. There hard... was about three different times where I was expecting Pete to be like, "Okay, well, this, this has is to over. be done." Yeah. yeah, and he didn't, and like he was very nice and very kind to her the entire time. Which I mean, it's Pete, whatever. That's not super not surprising. But yeah. I would like if that was me in that situation, I would have ended at like three to five different points, or I just would have cried because she was being so fucking mean. Well, I just would have said we have to leave yeah. or something like that. But that would have turned into because we've all been around drunk people where when you tell a drunk person who is maybe rubbing some people the wrong way hey we should leave that's not necessarily always what they be want super to hear. well yeah. received yeah uh so it's all to pave the way for the pete and ally reunion yeah and so- i kind of like the way that it's uh, that it's done that yeah. They've they've gone their own ways pete has gotten to be his corny uh cornball corny fest <laughs> and ally is becoming an actual real comedian and uh, I wonder if it is going that way, though, because did you know that Pete and Allie dated in real life? Oh, really? Yeah. So they dated before he met his wife and his wife sort of looks like uh, the new girlfriend. So, like, if they're sticking Ooh. to the script of Pete's life. Yeah. I wonder if they, like, end up working through that, because obviously at the end of the episode, she's in his bed and, and we got to see how that plays out. Yeah. But, like, she's not doing herself any favors at this point. So I wonder how closely they stick to the script. But there are definitely... Uh, indications yeah i mean cat is forcing pete into a flirty friendship with ally yeah and ally is oh reciprocating. doing that for sure yeah and so uh um, aggressing like, even i texted you at the end of the episode it ends with like a shot of pete's phone and ally's texting him and there are some flirty texts she, no well because the text that, that you were talking about or that you said like there were a bunch of texts they were one was the text from uh the, the pic- previous the, episode the one was the picture right the previous one and it said like uh hey you or something like that yeah or? but that was but there was a different date under that one so she sent the picture as a standalone okay. and then she sent um like hey you period yeah um thinking about you and uh, then got it. there's a separate text and then it was that the new was ones. like that was basically like the, hey you the trump one it said thinking of you with the trump thing no that was a separate one no there was no 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 oh, really? there was one thing there there was one unanswered text okay yeah okay okay and so aside uh, from the aside from the picture that she sent that made cat all mad yeah, 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 yeah okay yeah. and so uh they're planting a seed that like that Allie still has feelings for Pete via the text and i think it's pretty obvious that Pete still cares about Allie um, if I was dating Allie's boring ass boyfriend, I'd have dude, I know. feelings for Pete Holmes too. I, I know, and uh, I think it's a situation where we're gonna find out that like 
Allie really doesn't like her boyfriend. Oh no! Like she's forcing there's herself. Be like, a, like that couple doesn't have sex storyline. <laughs> yeah, like she's forcing herself to, or she's convincing herself that she really likes her boyfriend because he's so nice, and by all indications, seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah. But like, there's not a lot of chemistry mm-hmm. or shared interest there, like, or a brain there. Yeah, <laughs> where like he does not get comedy. She's just like a simple dummy, and I yeah. don't think that that could work with someone whose job it is to overthink everything. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested interested to see where it goes from here but man they they really went for it on the last episode by yeah. uh, making cat a pretty bad person yeah a nightmare uh i like the leaf still around never never totally get rid of leaf and i also love the interaction between leaf and cat in the yeah. last episode because she's like uh my, i think my favorite exchange was uh she goes does, does your bullshit really work on anybody yeah. and he's like well it's it's not my position to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was such a good response. Leaf is a great character. And he, they probably had to overdo it with him early on yeah. in the series. And I, I, I think we all grew tired of the, the Pete and Leaf epi- uh, episodes or uh, Pete and Leaf scenes. But now, whenever they have interactions, it's funny. Because, because you- it's just a reminder that like, hey, Pete's, uh, the guy who fucked Pete's wife while they were married is still in his life. And, <laughs> and like looking, a supportive force. Right, and thinking that he's his like sexual gu- <laughs> tour guide or something, where Pete has not he, at all no, asked for that. He, he thinks that like, he's Pete's liberator. Yeah. Like, he's like, like I, I saved you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pete is forever indebted to me. He, it's an unspoken thing. He doesn't say it, but we both <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, I still think that, like, I think that uh, the past two episodes have been a little rough, maybe. I, like, they weren't bad, but I think the beginning of the season Tough was, watches. Yeah. Like, intentionally tough watches. Yeah. The, the, the fucking, the episode where they visit the mom is just, like, yeah. so, Oh, so yeah, she, yeah, uh, my notes for crashing has said nightmare a lot, <laughs> yeah. because... Cat has become a nightmare, but Pete's mom is a nightmare and just very, very inappropriate. The stuff that Cat said about uh, her, about the, about that to Pete, where she says like it is a form of abuse, and Pete's like, no, I don't think it's abuse, and she's like, yes, it is. Yeah. She is correct. Yeah, that is. I mean, we uh, the the abuse is obviously a very uh, big heavy word yeah. to to throw around, but it doesn't always mean overt being mean or, or being, like malicious yeah right yeah. it's just like harming yeah right yeah, yeah. it's a, yeah, her parenting style is harmful and i and like i think i mean it certainly rubs off on pete where like he coddles people too much yeah and uh it's just like such a fucking immature baby yeah sometimes and that's because of the way that his mom raised him and and i think that uh it it shows that like him and cat are, have such contrasting personalities that they're going to rub each other the wrong way. Like his mom and cat rubbed each other the wrong way. Yeah. And I just think that like, eventually it's going to be the same between Pete and cat. Well, another thing to consider is that Ludwig Gorenson is having a moment. suburbs I I learned to drive and they told me we'd never survive grab your mother's keys we're leaving 
always seems so sure that one day we'd fight in in a suburban war your part of town against mine so we're standing on the opposite shore but by the time the first bombs fell we were already bored we were already already bored sometimes I can't believe it I'm moving past the feeling sometimes I can't believe it I'm moving past the feeling again I got my brand new C-Con oh. 